Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Hour with Operation Happy Nurse, where we openly discuss mental health as practicing nurses and the reality of what it means in healthcare. We are your lovely hosts. My name is Olivia. And I'm Carly. And we hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Happy Hour with Operation Happy Nurse. My name is Olivia, and today I am joined by a very special guest, the co-founder of Machakari, which is the tea company that I have mentioned previously in our other episodes, Andre Fasciola. So, Andre, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Olivia. I'm really excited to be with you. Great. So like I just mentioned, Andre is the co-founder of Machakari, which is the amazing matcha company that we are highlighting in um, our happy hour series this month. So Andre and his other co-founder, Dr. Andrew Weil, founded this company just to deliver a health-centric, high-quality Japanese matcha green tea to a community where ultimately there wasn't really a product out there like this. Um, So over the course of, oh goodness, I think it's 20 some years, uh, Andre and Dr. Weil have joined forces just to provide a healthy and delicious alternative um, to some of those pre-made sugary beverages and teas that we all hate to love, but, you know, Mm -hmm. love to hate at the same time. (laughs) So um, Andre, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background and then kind of what initially led you to dive deep into the world of matcha tea? Yeah. So, you know, I've always been, since I was a a young boy, I've always been interested in, in, in business. And, uh, you know, from the time I was about eight years old, when I started selling, you know, candy to my classmates, you know, it's not the healthiest thing to eat, but, (laughs) um, you know, it kind of struck my fancy, um, you know, and kind of as, as I grew up, you know, my parents were, um, in the military and, you know, which caused us to travel around, you know, quite a bit all over the United States. And we spent a bunch of time, you know, in, in Europe as well, at military bases. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the challenges of going from, from a military base to a military base to a military base when you move, you know, every year is that, you know, you have to make new friends and, you know, occasionally have some, some you know, young kids that kind of pick on the other kids. And, yeah, you know, and as a result of that, you know, my mom said, you know, I think you, we want to, you know, teach you how to take care of yourself. So she enrolled me into martial arts. Oh, how great. Yeah. From, from a very young age. So I kind of grew up, you know, with, um, you know, Japanese influence, you know, here and there. And I started to really get into the martial arts, you know, through my teenage years. Mm -hmm. And I had hoped, you know, when I, when I grew up to teach it, you know, um, open my own school and, So that kind of like, you know, steered me in the course of not only martial arts, but through the martial arts, not only do they teach you how to defend yourself, but there's also health and wellness and healing aspects. Yeah. You know, so each teacher that I had, you know, also taught martial arts, but they also taught a component of health and wellness and mindset and philosophy and acupuncture. Mm-hmm. And so when I was kind of in my, you know, my twenties or so, um, I really got into all of those things. And it, it made me think, all right, this is kind of the profession I want to go into. So I started, you know, studying and researching, you know, massage therapy and movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did some of those things uh, throughout my 20s as a profession. Um, and then shortly thereafter, you know, I met, I met Dr. Wild, who ended up kind of becoming like a mentor, 
you know, friend of mine. And mm -hmm. at which point, um, you know, he has several different programs and he has quite a few businesses out there. And I started to kind of intern for him through that process. Um, and that's when I really got into the e-commerce component yeah. of, you know, which I spent the last 20 years in various aspects of it. So kind of to circle back around to answer your question, you know, I'm an entrepreneur at heart and I have a long history of e-commerce businesses, which kind of led me into the, to the mm -hmm. matcha space. Definitely. And that's such a great skill and mindset and way of life to learn, especially at such a young age while you are, you know, developing in a number of ways. I love that you were able to get that experience and then transition it into something long-term. Yeah. You know, I think it really, it really kind of set up, you know, my mentality on health and wellness and community mm -hmm. as an adult, you know, going through that process, you know, um, and it's been incredibly fascinating. And, you know, there's so many things to learn, you know, as a Westerner through the eyes of an Eastern perspective. Um, mm -hmm. And there's so many similarities between matcha and health and wellness and the culture and the tradition and rituals. Um, mm -hmm. And it really, you know, it really integrates with who I am today as a person. So I'm so fortunate to have that, that experience. Definitely. I found myself even doing my own research and learning more about it as I received the product and started, you know, testing out some of these amazing recipes. I became more curious and ultimately just kind of looking more into it. So it's great how it kind of all does come for full circle. <laughs> um, but so prior to founding Machakari, just while experiencing with alternative green teas and other beverages, um, even throughout, you know, studying Japanese culture, what was it about that the current product market, I guess you could say, that ultimately led you to create your own product? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Um, again, you know, kind of growing up in the martial arts, you know, I was exposed to, to really good quality teas, you know, for a long period of time. Um, and then there was a period where I didn't, I didn't do many martial arts. It's right around the time when I, when I went to a massage school here in Tucson, Arizona. Mm -hmm. And I had this great friend who was from Canada and she loved matcha lattes. And I, I hadn't really consumed, you know, coffee up to that point, but hanging out with her, I really became like kind of addicted to coffee. You know, they say coffee is like a really hard drug. You know, it so is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's so ubiquitous with our culture. People don't view it that way, but it really is a strong, strong ingredient. Um, and also too, you know, kind of like cramming late at night, you know, I was also getting into to sugary energy drinks and all the things that I knew weren't so great for me, um, you know, but uh, it's just because I was with a group of folks, you know, that's what they consumed. And also tea, you know, good quality tea at that point was really hard to get, you know, um, mm -hmm. um, you know, so during that period, I got into sugary energy drinks, I was drinking coffee, you know, quite heavily. Um, and that, that was like a three or four year period. And then also right around that same time, you know, I was interning with Dr. Weil and, uh, you know, he turned me on to really good quality matcha. And then mm -hmm. I was kind of hooked, you know, from there. And, uh, you know, we went to Japan in 2007 on my first trip to Japan. And then I was really exposed to not only matcha, great matcha, but just the cultural aspects and the ritual that goes involved into making matcha. Mm -hmm. And when we came back to the States after that trip, I wanted to continue, you know, drinking good matcha and continue that daily ritual. But to be honest, it was incredibly difficult to find the same level quality of matcha 
yeah. you know, that we had had in Japan. And it really kind of like was a light bulb that went off to me that says, you know, this is an opportunity, you know, to share incredibly awesome matcha, you know, with folks back in the States because we really couldn't find, you know, good quality matcha. And that's really what set me off, you know, to, on this matcha path that we've been on now for several years. Definitely. I think it's become so much more popular as in of recent years too. Um, you know, thinking back even, I don't know, seven to 10 years ago, I never really thought about consuming it. But within, you know, the last couple of years, I, I mean, I'm seeing it everywhere, especially on social media. Um, so it's a really, it, it's really blown up. And it's great that you're also delivering to consumers a really high quality product. Um, so one thing to note is Machakari's social media page, specifically Instagram, uh, was extremely helpful for a first time matcha drinker and preparer such as myself. I will just say that point blank. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is some amazing information on the social media page for users, such as like recipes and studies, and then one thing that really stood out to me is there's also some journal articles related to the implementation and use of matcha tea, which I'm a little unfamiliar with. So um, the specific article that I'll just refer to is the boost reaction time matcha green tea for reflex, focus, and attention. Um, and, and this article really goes into depth on how one can incorporate matcha into their daily routine just to maximize productivity in a number of ways. So that is something that we all, I feel like especially healthcare workers, are looking to do. <laughs> we gotta <laughs> maximize, we gotta maximize anything that we can. So can you touch on how drinking matcha green tea has changed your daily routine? Probably you noticed this when you were in 2007 on your trip. You, you were like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is something that I got to do back at home. So how did it change your routine kind of based off of once you really got that good quality matcha? Yeah, it's another really good question and point. Um, yeah, you know, I think the first and foremost, when you, you start to consume matcha for the first few times, this really interesting like physiological reaction takes place in the sense that, you know, you feel a little bit of the energy that matcha has, but also with it comes like kind of like this calm centered focus and awareness. That is so you know? true. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's so different than, than coffee, you know, and I had that experience when I came back from Japan, I was thinking, okay, I'm just blissed out because I've, I've been in Japan, you know, I've been to hot springs, I've had great food. I've had great mm -hmm. people, you know, so it's just like the love buzz from being in, in Japan, right? But when I came back to the States and, and you know, we, we started having matcha from Japan here in the States, uh, it really started to affect like my personality and my outlook. And I just became kind of like, you know, just generally positive and motivated. And, I'm, and I can only equate it to the matcha, um, yeah. you know, so now that we've, you know, been, you know, in the matcha biz here in the States for a number of years, we've gotten so much feedback, you know, from folks who have switched from coffee or sugar energy drinks to matcha, you know, and it's really kind of changed the course of their lives and their perspective. And, you know, I used to think, oh, you know, they're just, you know, excited to be trying something new and it's just different, but, you know, 
hundreds and hundreds of people have come back and said, Hey, it's just mm-hmm. changed my, you know, my daily outlook, my life. It's made me feel better. It's made me healthier. And it's a stated ritual I have. Um, so there's a lot of anecdotal, you know, information, you know, from our customers, you know, for me personally, you know, matcha is like my special time, which, you know, I get up very early in the morning, you know, I do some breathing and some meditation and some stretching, you know, and then I tend to kind of read and then I, I prepare my matcha and, and in the preparation of the matcha, you know, it's my time to kind of become centered and focused in the moment. And, you know, I'm rewarded with this great drink that keeps me energized and motivated and also too you know i feel very fortunate in the sense that when i'm having my matcha in the morning you know i'm reminded of you know a special group of farmers in japan you know there's only about 60 families left in japan that grow high quality matcha oh wow so in in doing what we do you know we help support and keep those much those matcha farming families able to do what they've been doing, you know, for over 800 years. Mm -hmm. Um, So that really makes me feel like, you know, what we do is the right thing to be doing. And then on top of it, we have this great product. So it really sets my day straight um, when I have my, my, my morning ritual with matcha. I love that. uh, Yeah. Yeah. We have, you know, we have a few nurse friends too, you know, who used to big coffee drinkers and now they're all hooked on matcha. Yeah. So yeah. One for the nursing team. (laughs) It is a different kind of energy. I will say that. Um, As I've experienced with some of the other recipes that are in the little book that comes with your matcha starter kit, you know, I, I was flipping through and kind of trying some different recipes and looking at kind of the hot and the cold drinks and consuming matcha does provide me personally with a different sense of energy because I was, I can attest to the fact that I was one who would consume coffee like routinely on a daily basis, just nonstop to keep me going. And then I realized how dependent I was on the coffee. So then I just completely cut it out like cold turkey. And that lasted for about, I would say close to two years. And then I would slowly start to, and I felt great, to be honest. The first couple weeks were really, really slow. And I felt just kind of like a ton of bricks, like just behind (laughs) me in the morning. It was kind of just that withdrawal. But once I, and then I kind of dabbled with decaf because I do enjoy the taste of coffee. I just dabbled with decaf. And then now I'm like, one coffee a week that I'll have that I've incorporated back into my like, weekly routine, I guess you could say. But when I drink matcha, I feel like I have the energy, but without that crash, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think too, you know, I mean, now that we've been doing this for, for, for quite a while now, you know, we're getting a lot of feedback, you know, and I think the challenge, I think the success of coffee, you know, obviously is like, it really gives you this quick burst of energy, but also too, it's incredibly accessible. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's coffee houses on every corner, you know, it's just really kind of in the vernacular of like the American consciousness and it's so accessible. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that we've noticed and we're really making, trying to make an impact with matcha is to like make it not only accessible, but make it approachable because it can be complicated. And we also want to like make it where, you know, we educate folks in all these different ways to experience matcha and it doesn't have to be complicated. And that's why to kind of go back to Instagram, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a beautiful color and it photographs really well. And, you know, having it on social media, sharing recipes and whatnot has really helped kind of benefit 
you know, people experiencing matcha, um, you know, which is, which has been great. Um, but yeah, there's, it's, it's such an interesting kind of perspective between matcha coffee, Asian culture and Western culture, you know, whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, coffee kind of hit the scene in the 16th century throughout Europe. And, you know, it was really kind of known with groups, you know, that were kind of social anarchists and kind of caused ruckus and, you know, the anti-establishment and, and here you have, you know, matcha, which really came, came to be during the Japanese period of enlightenment when, you know, Zen Buddhism and, and consciousness and those things really took off in Japan. So it's mm-hmm. a really crazy, you know, difference between matcha coffee, Asia and like Western culture uh, in, yeah. in that sense. Um, but yeah, you know, matcha gives you really good, sustained, calm, focused energy for long periods of time without the crash. So it's Very really the helpful. best of both worlds. Um, and also too, it changes like kind of like your, your experience and, and mentality, you know, once you have been consuming matcha for, for a while, at least for me anyway, and mm-hmm. from a lot of our customers, you know, say the same thing. They were kind of addicted to coffee and they struggled to get off it. And once they've had the matcha, you know, they just seem more productive, you know, more happy. Their mental well-being, you know, is, is, is much better than, than when on coffee, um, you know, because you get really jazzed up on coffee and then you crash and then you have yeah. to double up on some more coffee and then you crash. And with matcha, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Just a terrible cycle, terrible coffee cycle. <laughs> true and i don't want to you know bad talk coffee no 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 but it's like (laughs) you know there's there's a lot of truth to that you know and i think it's just you know you kind of burn the candle on both ends so to speak you know when you're doubling down you know on the coffee so Mm -hmm. um, that's why we just love matcha over here (laughs) i completely understand so matcha traditionally being consumed in east asia what were some of the challenges that you faced when developing this product just to ensure traditional quality and ultimately just desirable taste? Yeah, another good question. You know, fortunately and unfortunately, you know, matcha has really, really been kind of taking off because I think, you know, younger generations, you know, are really looking for healthy alternatives um, to coffee, sugar, energy drinks, sodas, you know, which Mm -hmm. is a great positive movement in the right direction. Um, you know, so we're, we're starting to see, you know, matcha that's not produced in Japan coming from other countries, you know, that don't really understand how to grow matcha correctly. And also there's pollutants and soil issues, you know, mainly, you know, we call it imitation matcha being imported from, from, you know, China. So for us, you know, we're very transparent and we're very, you know, we're very focused on sustainability and we're very focused on, you know, having the purest matcha available, you know, so we travel to Japan often to not only taste the matcha that we're going to carry for the next year, but we also visit the farming families. You know, we visit these processing facilities, you know, and for us, it's to make sure that we're getting the purest, highest quality matcha that we can we can import into the United States and we really stay on top of the whole entire supply chain mm-hmm. and unfortunately you know there are companies that that offer matcha here in, in in the United States that's not of that quality and you know where they import it from is suspect and uh, you know we really try to kind of be the leaders in the space you know by importing the best quality matcha and understanding the whole supply chain 
you know, and then offering the highest quality matcha we can, you know, to, to our customers here in, in the States, you know, so we put a lot of trust and integrity, you know, into our matcha and our process. And we, you know, we convey that to, you know, our customers as well. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely, you know, noticeable as well, just from everything that, like I said, I mentioned in our first episode when I was chatting with Carly, um, the product that I received was just so beautiful as well. The packaging, the bowl, the whisk, like the scoop, everything was, you know, top notch. So I'm extremely impressed already. And again, I love the couple recipes that I've made so far. Speaking of recipes, I need to kind of like branch out and try some new ones as well because <laughs> I've only done the cold drinks. But um, speaking on that, what would you say after all of your matcha experience is your favorite recipe to make? Well, that's, that's a great <laughs> question. Um, you know, to be honest, you know, you know, I really appreciate just the taste of matcha, a re- really good high quality matcha full of umami froth is just great. Mm-hmm. Just the tea by itself for me, you know, is spectacular. You know, and what we find interestingly enough, you know, um, is that people, however they, they, they get introduced to matcha, whether it's with like a matcha latte or whether it's, you know, some other type of, you know, bulletproof type matcha, which is pretty popular right now. Mm-hmm. They all tend to gravitate towards just plain matcha because it tastes so great. It does. Um, it's yeah, high quality matcha tastes incredibly. Uh, it's not bitter. It's full of umami. There's a sweetness, a grassiness to it. It's super delicious. Um, but if I would say like my second favorite one recipe would just be kind of like an oat milk latte. Oh, um, that sounds good. Yeah, my my wife and and her friends love an oat oat milk matcha latte. They they swear by those things. But for me personally, just straight high quality matcha fits me perfectly. I'm going to have to try the oat milk. I've just started introducing that actually into my diet. So, and I love it. I love the taste. So I'm going to have to, maybe I'll do that tonight. (laughs) That sounds good. And also too, you know, like we've been making like a cacao with matcha uh, recipe, which I can send to you, which is really super delicious. It's more like a dessert. Oh yeah. I like that too. And I just, notice that you can incorporate the matcha into like food recipes and desserts and there's just so much you can do with it. So true. And the interesting thing too, you know, there's different grades of matcha, you know, there's a culinary and then there's a daily and then there's kind of like a ceremonial grade. And, uh, you know, the culinary matcha is less expensive and you could use that in all different types of recipes from baking goods to desserts, to smoothies. Um, you know, people make kind of like a, a, a seasoning combination, you know, for fish and whatnot. It's mm-hmm. very versatile. And the great thing about that is, you know, one gram of matcha gives you quite a bit of minerals and vitamins and amino acids and L-theanine. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's an incredibly healthy kind of additive to whatever food item you'd like to put it into. And I don't really know of many other single ingredients like that that can that can make that claim. Definitely. No, there's not at all. I love, yeah. I, I, the one thing that I would say that I've learned the most in this short period of time is that there is just so much that you can do with it. Yeah. It's incredibly versatile and it's beautiful. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. just, you know, it just really feels like it's this bright, deep green. It feels very healthy. 
to put it into foods or smoothies, you know, and, and, you know, I have a, a couple matcha servings a day mm-hmm. and uh, I suppose you could have too much matcha in a day, but I haven't really hit that threshold just yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're hoping not to get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great. But so in closing, I just wanted to take a minute once again, just to thank you, Andre, for sharing your time with me today. And also just thank you for giving us a better understanding of this wonderful world of matcha, as well as kind of diving deep into some product related questions um, associated with matcha kari. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's been my pleasure. Um, I really, you know, appreciate what you guys are doing out there in the nursing world. It's, uh, it's tough work, and I'm glad there's some great folks out there um, making it happen for us. So I appreciate what you guys do. Oh, that's what we're here for. <laughs> and then to our, to our listeners, thank you again once more for tuning into this series episode of Happy Hour with Operation Happy Nurse. Please, please, please go check out Machakari's website as well as their social media pages. Um, their Instagram handle is Machakari, one word. Um, And there you will find tons of resources as mentioned. So the recipes, rituals, product information on how you can purchase. I highly recommend starting with the starter kit like I am. Um, So if you are interested in that, just go ahead. And if Instagram's the easiest way that you can access that, head on over there and there is a shop link directly there as well. Um, So just keep tuning in for more on our matcha and tea series this month. And we will talk to you guys soon. 